This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on significance of Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit. The participants are Skandaranjan Tail, former diplomat, and Indrani Bakshi, journalist. Today we are looking at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. The Defence Ministers of the SCO met today in Bishkek, and Defence Minister Nirmala Sitaraman represented India. But SCO has assumed importance as an organization for India. India lobbied for almost a decade before becoming a member of SCO, and in the most recent membership expansion of SCO, it was India, Pakistan, and Iran that became members of SCO. But to talk about the meeting. today and the SCO summit which will be the first multilateral summit by the new government which will come in at the end of May Mr Skantai how do you look at the Bishkek meeting today if we look at the larger perspective india's commitment to central asia has been there for historically and also very much so after 1990 when all the five new central asian republics came up and once sco the shanghai cooperation organization was formed which really covers the entire eurasia starting from china the central asian republics and extending right up to the asian part of russia india has been engaged as an observer in sco and finally as you said in 2017 the original membership of six was expanded and india and pakistan joined sco as full members since then the importance of sco has been increasing because if that is the only forum which is a multilateral forum in the region of eurasia and india is a participant in how this area will develop india's participation in sco is actually overshadowed by the two giant powers in the region which is china and russia china is really the driving force of sco and as we have seen in recent times russia has been playing almost the role of a second fiddle to china what is the contribution that india can make to this region in this context what uh, you have pointed out i think india can play the role of a balancer India's friendship with Russia is historically tested it is very long and there is a lot of commitment on both sides and also with the five central asian republics they want to be in control of their own destiny now they do not want that outside powers should play some kind of a great game again which was earlier played perhaps by the british empire and the, and the russians now the chinese and russians have come apparently americans are withdrawing in the, at least to the extent their financial commitment their political commitment their strategic commitment is there so india's presence will also strengthen the hands of central asian republics because in some way they want more strategic autonomy and in that quest india will be their partner i think we must also be realistic about india's capacities i think the fact that the central asian republics are actually mountain range away in fact beyond afghanistan doesn't that reduce india's ability to play a larger role in fact that has been the achilles heel relations between india and central asia connectivity is a big big problem and uh, the state of relation between india and pakistan and then the entire unstable situation in afghanistan that limits the possibilities 
and that's why india is trying to open up new channels of communication it's through chabahar and the linkage with afghanistan and then to central asia the north south transport corridor is now being talked about and it is being operationalized but yes there are challenges and india's role per force will be limited in the foreseeable future one of the big areas of cooperation in this sco has been counter terrorism and uh, there have been counter terror exercises among the members india and pakistan are expected to join how do we square that circle india accuses pakistan of terrorism against india so how does it work when the two countries are engaged in and counter terror exercises under the banner of SEO SEO has had a very strong anti-terror platform from the very beginning they have a organization called rats in tashkent regional anti-terrorist structure yeah. where all the member countries are supposed to share information about the terrorist organizations financing etc india's endeavor would be to make it more functional more effective and real time information is shared through that uh, platform that will be the endeavor and now that uh, the threat of terrorism is increasing it is uh, striking at new places like sri lanka never nobody ever thought that sri lanka will become a target of uh, such an organized uh, terrorism by isil i think this will again give this subject a priority for sco and in bishkek on uh, there is a 14 15 june 2019 in the next summit surely it will be one of the top items on the agenda in fact if you look at the summit that is coming up the two interesting aspects to the summit one is the fact that it will be the first multilateral engagement by the new prime minister who is expected to start office by the end of may but second it will also be the first engagement or a face to face summit meeting between the indian and pakistan prime ministers so in fact the first head of government that the new prime minister might meet is actually imran khan how do you see that it will definitely provide an opportunity and for the two prime ministers to meet the prime minister of india and pakistan but whether it will be availed whether they will just say hello and not talk to each other that only future will tell but perhaps lot of preparation would be required if there is an to be any substantive dialogue between the two prime ministers it can be a, a courtesy meeting but i do not expect substantive would come out even if there is a meeting which itself is doubtful one of the things that observers and analysts look at is the fact that sco the territory that the sco covers which is the eurasian landmass it stretches from china all the way to russia is also where china's belt and road initiative has taken off in the sense there is this very sort of efficient oil gas pipeline between kazakhstan and china russia and china play have a very close relationship when it comes to the bri russia is an enthusiastic supporter of the bri india is not at all a supporter of the bri and for the second time has refused to participate at the bri forum in beijing last week i'm curious to see how the central asian states russia and china will be able to deal with india who is the only outlier on connectivity projects financed by china under its br under the bri umbrella in fact that would be a huge challenge because all the central asian republics 
as well as Pakistan, have very enthusiastically embraced BRI and all their projects. Kazakhstan now crisscrossed. There is a, there are projects both road and railways which are already functional. There are all kinds of oil lines, gas pipelines which are flowing towards China, whether from Turkmenistan or from Kazakhstan, even Uzbekistan. And there we have a sovereignty issue which we will have to explain to our interlocutors and other members of SEO. But there is no way in the present form India can participate in BRI, but BRI unfortunately has its own momentum, has its own logic, is being financed very, very in huge way by the Chinese and even Russians have now, they are safeguarding their interests, but they have also started cooperating with BRI. Initially they were a little skeptical, but now they are also with them. So BRI will happen. It will really be a transit route for Chinese goods to go up to Europe and for the resources of Central Asia to come to China. The Central Asian republics will benefit only by transit fees and that kind, but uh, the employment situation will improve. That is very doubtful. So it's interesting. Uh, there are two points that I wanted to ask you about. One is this, uh, that the Modi government has invested quite a bit in the, in the Central Asian republics because Mr. Modi has traveled there to all the all the countries uh, in Central Asia. Sushma Swaraj has traveled there quite often in in these past five years. That, as you said earlier, sort of has generated its own momentum in the bilateral relationship between India and Central Asia. But there is another issue on counterterrorism in the region, which is the Uyghur problem in China. And there have been reports that Kazakh people also have been imprisoned by China in their internment camps where they are putting these Uyghurs. Do you think that might be a strain on in the multilateral relationship? One of course the previous governments as well as the present government have invested heavily in relations with uh, Central Asia. Prime Minister Modi had visited all the five Central Asian republics in July 2015 and there have been other visits also in the context of SCO etc. Sushma Swaraj, External Affairs Minister was there in Samarkand, 13 January, there was the India-Central Asia dialogue where Afghanistan was also discussed. Now, as far as this uh, issue of Uyghurs being imprisoned in detained in very large numbers by the Chinese for some kind of re-education so that they do not fall prey to Islamic fundamentalism, that is an issue which has been talked about in most of the outside press. And since there are lots of Kazakh origin people in uh, Xinjiang. They have also perhaps been uh, detained or being re-educated and some of them have come back to Kazakhstan and there is an undercurrent of some uh, antipathy towards China because of these reasons. And the government of Kazakhstan is putting a clamp down on this but Mm. certainly this is an issue which can grow and emerge as an important point of difference between Kazakhstan in particular and Central Asian republics in general because all the five republics are majority Islamic. Afghanistan has remained an intractable problem for some time. SCO per se by itself has not really jumped into the Afghan peace process initiative but both China and Russia have done are doing their own outreach. 
Russia, of course, has gone all out. In fact, Russia is now engaging the Taliban in a way that Russia never did. If you remember, it was India, Russia and Iran that supported the anti-Taliban alliance, the Northern Alliance in Afghanistan. But today the situation is very different. Iran is engaging the Taliban. Russia is engaging the Taliban. And this weekend, the US, China and Russia, all three countries got together to put out their a joint vision on the peace process. Do you think the SCO can play a role? And if not, how do you see the Russian-Chinese governments playing a role in, in Afghanistan? And where does that leave India? Both Russia, China, even US and other countries have started talking to Taliban because strength of the Ghani government is declining day by day. And they are working in the hope that Taliban, if they come to power, if they share power, they will be a more responsible entity. But that is something in which India does not believe. And it will be a difficult task, but it is for us to keep on explaining to Central Asian republics and their leadership that they are frontline states. And when Afghanistan was under the control of Taliban, then there were grave consequences for Tajikistan and for Uzbeks who were there in mazar sharif etc. Yes, we are isolated for the time being because perhaps India is the only major country which has a stake in Afghanistan but still does not have any formal channel of communication with Taliban. It will be an uphill battle but I think India's stand is the principal stand and it is based on past experience and it is not based on any false hope for the future. It will be tough but we must clarify to all the other members of SCO what are our reasons, what are our doubts and I think Shanghai Cooperation Organization provides a very good forum and today's meeting with the defense ministers, the defense minister Nirmala Sitaraman's main task would be to convey to the other defense ministers how difficult the situation is and they must be prepared to have a plan that in case Taliban do not agree to any agreement to which they come with, say, China or America, who will enforce that agreement. Ultimately, that is the crux of the matter. Otherwise, things will go back to where they were before the Americans intervened, and that will be a very dangerous development, for the region. not only for the region, mm. but all the SCO members, right up to China, whether mm. it is Xinjiang, and to Russia in Dagestan and their Chechnya, Chechnya and their Muslim-majority areas. What the top two agenda items that might feature in the SCO summit, what would they be? For the SCO summit, which is coming in June, Afghanistan perhaps will be at the top of the agenda because situation mm. is changing very rapidly, and it is very unpredictable, and there are no good solutions. Second will be the economic development and connectivity on which already a lot of work is going on. How India can plug into that, how India can also benefit. Perhaps from our point of view that will be important. And if some kind of integration is going on of Eurasia under the SCO, economic integration, some kind of a strategic integration. And we have to be watchful that whatever developments are, they are in the interests of India. Thank you so much, Mr. Tayal. Thank, Thank you very you. much. You were listening to a discussion on significance of Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit. The participants were Skandaran Jantail, former diplomat, and Indrani Bakchi, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.